Hello, everybody. I'm Sophie, and welcome to MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous, where we like to talk about anything from parenting and money issues to sex and dating. I thank you for tuning in, and I think you're going to find this show very, very useful today. Um, If you ever want to write me and ask an advice question, you can uh, either find me on Facebook at Sophie Venable, or you can email me at makeyourlifefabulous at gmail. Com, and I would be happy to answer your question in a future show. So you can also tweet me at MILF Talk. I don't know if I'm sold on tweeting, but I tweet. Um, I'm a psychologist, a life coach, author, ballroom dancer, and mother of two. Ooh, by the time this airs, I will have known how my competition went. Huh. Huh. Um, uh, yeah, so um, I have a, a guest today. <laughs> My handsome and distinguished guest uh, is someone both men and women are going to want to listen to today. So, um, uh, gentlemen, listen up. He's been a therapist in private practice for 12 years, and he's in the business of saving marriages by working with husbands. His colleagues have even been known to call him the husband whisperer. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Ken Newelt. Yay! Wow. How often do you get applause for being a therapist? Very rarely do I I applaud for myself. Uh, There you go. (laughs) Nicely done. So, so, um, welcome to MILF Talk. Well, thank you for having me. And And congratulations on the book, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you were so kind. You were wonderfully written. Thank you. Too kind. Um, You can find that on Amazon, by the way. Okay. So tell me, because I know mm-hmm. you have a, you got a practice full of guys. Yes, I like do. You do. So, do. Um, so tell me about that. Like, okay. how did you end up how did the this husband happen? whisperer? How the heck? Yeah. Um, well, as you know, I originally started um, working with men that were in midlife because I really related uh, to that. I was, yeah. yes, I'm midlife. Because that's, uh, that's kind of where I was when I entered the field. Yes. And what happened was that I started to see men... I, I noticed this pattern of distress and discomfort um, that was emerging mostly among married men. Whether they were in midlife, midlife or, or not. not. Okay. And it was very curious for me. And we therapists are generally curious people. So wedded bliss wasn't the case. Wedded bliss, well, it was cur- I think every case had its own little twist. Okay. But th- the bottom line was this this pattern of distress involved um, not knowing who they were in their marriage anymore, mm-hmm. uh, not really sure what was expected of them. They didn't understand the requests for communication. They didn't understand the requests for romance. Um, a lot of them felt pathologized. So, kind of, who, what is my role as a man? Yeah. What is in my role this in this marriage? What is yeah. my role okay. in this marriage? This is a phenomenon. I think it's 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 very uh, contemporary. Uh, it's it's sure. something that's th- because roles are so undefined. I, I, you know. It's very it's gotten very cluttered and yeah. it's gotten very confusing. And I think you have a lot of confused men because uh, sorry. That's yeah, all right. Be, be expressive. Careful. It's all good. <laughs> I'll, I'll wave in the air. Yeah, you got to talk with your hands. I get it. 
Um, in, instead of uh, instead of banging on the table, I will talk with my hands. Um, so you have these confused men, and the, and what I find out when I get into this is that they're not talking with other men. They don't have right. any kind of sense of normalize. You know what's normal, what's not normal in a marriage. What have they? Their, their conversations with each other, with each other, would revo- they would have to have some kind of a trust and vulnerability to talk to each other. Right. They don't do that. They don't do that. So they come into therapy, right? And they probably don't want to admit that they don't have it handled, right? That's I mean, absolutely true. Because I, I would imagine men naturally want to fix things. I mean, right. that's that's one of the biggest issues when they have communication breakdown in a marriage. Is yes. that the the men expect that they're <laughs> being asked to fix something. It's like the wife will come in and she'll say, "Honey, oh my God, what a day!" And then this woman and this other thing and this thing happened. And the kid called me from school, and the husband is standing there thinking, "How am I going to fix this? How am I going to fix this? I yeah. have to say somebody's going to fix this. What am I going to?" And he says something that he thinks is going to fix it, and she so says, the wrong thing. You're not listening to me. <laughs> There's a perfect Modern Family episode about this the, where the, Phil is getting the manicure. Oh, 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 He's getting yes. it's just, I saw it's that. It's hysterical, right? And it's all hysterical. the girls are like, "You said what?" <laughs> And he learns, he's like, all I have to do is say, wow, honey, that sucks. That must be hard. Here, he's let like, me rub your shoulders. this is awesome. I actually did this. I had this a little snippet of this the other day. I, I just needed to kind of figure, I couldn't get my shit together. And I needed my boyfriend to kind of tell me, like, how do I get from point A to point B without getting on the freeway because I'm driving on a spare? And I had to go like 25 miles. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling him, I got to go 25 miles because I have to go to this one because they have my tire and it's under warranty and it's not in and da, da, da. And he goes, and he starts going... You know, honey, I think it's ridiculous that they don't have your tire, and I think they should. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is not my question. I have a mm-hmm. warranty. I'm getting a free tire. All I want to know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't fix it. I just need you to tell me how to get from here. And then he <laughs> says, "Honey, calm down." No, he does not. Oh, I've told him never tell a woman to relax. Very never good. tell a woman to relax. Tattoo it on your ass, gentlemen. <laughs> How's I going to see it on there? Okay, on your forehead. Backwards. Yeah, tattoo it on your forehead backwards. No, because that is that's never going to go well. But yes, it is that immediate like let me let fix, me fix this, this instead of let me empathize with and this. And this and this happens to Understandable. be Understandable. Uh, oh, totally. And this is like the actual nut of the entire communication. Nut. Yes, we love communication breakdown in in most marriages. Yes. Uh, and this is the first thing I hear. He doesn't know how to listen to me. The mm-hmm. second thing I hear is he doesn't communicate with me. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't share his feelings. I don't know what's going on inside of him. And if anybody's ever watched Everybody Loves Raymond <laughs> and they've seen Deborah go up to Raymond and, you know, give him a whole bunch of stuff that re- she really needs to hear something back from him that's yeah. expressive. Yeah. And he kind of looks breaks the fourth wall and says, I'm going to go to my mom's and get a sandwich and come back and <laughs> I'll give you an answer. <laughs> I, I give men permission to do that. Well, you know, I, I think, I think that's a good point. One of the, uh, one of the things I think we underutilize uh, both men and women is the response. Wow. I really want to think about that. Yes. Before I respond to you. Yes. That is, you're saving grace in so many situations and will create more intimacy ultimately. 
Absolutely. But you have to be willing to hear it, too. Absolutely, because it's honest. Yes. And men are feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another cultural phenomenon. They're feeling the pressure to be more communicative, to be more expressive, to have more tools available to them, to share their feelings with their wives. And they are totally, for the most part, deer in the headlights. Well, sure. And I don't know that all wives are really capable of making it safe. I, I what the hell's going to come out of his mouth? I agree with you there. You know, 100%. I mean, it really it takes two. I mean, just in the same way that you're the same way that you're saying, I want him to just hear me and mm-hmm. empathize you have to and not judge it. or fix. Right. You also need to be able to hear and empathize without taking it all so personally mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, going immediately into your fear of what he's saying. You know, that is that is. Um, you know, then if the first couple times your guy opens up to you, he steps in a pile of shit, he's just not going to do it. No, that's you absolutely know? true. I mean, that's all. And that <laughs> what ha- that happens to men come in and they've had this experience of stepping in shit a few times uh-huh. and uh, their wives will say something to them like, you have to go to therapy. And so they come in and they're explaining exactly what these very, very typical situations right, are. Right. I mean, if they only they have knew, no idea how normal they, they are. They have no idea how normal they are. They right. have no idea how normal they are. So they start talking about, you know, she says, I don't communicate. And she says, I don't know how to be romantic. And I don't know what, you know. And you're like, wait, let me fill in the rest for okay. you. Okay. Yeah, check the boxes. <laughs> now, yeah, really, uh, honest to God. And this and this and this. And he says, yeah, how do you know that? Well, what I do, Soph, is I do a tremendous amount of normalization yes. for men when they come in. So tell me some of the things that they feel pathologized about, so to speak, like where they're, they're made to feel that they are abnormal. Oh, the number one thing is that if they want to have sex more than once a week, they're a sex addict. I'm sorry, I can barely comment on this. <laughs> uh, I, you know, uh, I think you he's, I think he's barely doing his husbandly duty. <laughs> and the reason that it gets to that point is usually because the trust in the communication has broken of down. Yeah. And so he doesn't realize that the communication problem comes first, mm-hmm. and then the issue of the sex comes second. He needs to have to know that it's okay to take a break and say, let me think about that and get back to you and then come back with an honest answer to make her feel safe. Yes. And then, you know, the other thing is about romance. Understanding what it means. When a woman says, you're not, you know, his wife says, you're not being romantic with me. I need right. more romance. What? It is so basic and so simple and so not rocket science. It's when not. they come in and, and we spend a few sessions together talking about it, it is absolutely amazing that the issue of the sex addiction goes away. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that the flip side of it, too, is um, because women need to feel um, safe emotionally mm-hmm. and connected emotionally before they have sex with their partner. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, how most you're wired. It's wiring. Okay. It's, it's wiring, wiring, right? Okay. Wiring. We totally agree on this, right? Totally wiring. Agree. Chemistry. Chemistry. So, but what I, what I, in the same way that you're telling the man, this is the, the path you got to walk down here Mm -hmm. to help make that happen Mm -hmm. to get to to that point Mm -hmm. i also encourage women to understand that sex is 
the most common love language for men as well. That Absolutely is their correct. way of connecting, reconnecting, and um, and communicating and expressing. Well said. Their love for you, right? Well said. So if that's his desire and goal, try to take it a little bit more personally in a good way. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He chose you and married you because he decided he could have sex with one woman for the rest of his life. And it's you. And it's you. Mm-hmm. So imagine that years down the line, he still wants to have sex with you. It's yeah. not just because he needs to have sex. That's absolutely it's correct. It's because he's in this fucking marriage too. And he wants to to be with his wife, you know? And so there's just that little bit of like, can we both just meet in the middle a little bit? Give him a little more credit. It seems like there are three things, and I hope I remember all three of them because I'm having a lot of, you know, senior moments. But um, there are three things, thank you. There are three things that men really, really need in a relationship. Um, one of them is to feel desired yep. by their partner. Mm-hmm. Funny, that's on the girls list too. That's okay. on the girls list. Yes. And I think on the girls list is also to feel cherished. Yes. Um, but to feel desired, to, to, to know that she wants to have sex with him <laughs> is really That is basic. the biggest aphrodisiac, period. Absolutely. Period. The second thing is to feel that he, in whatever way, is able to protect his partners uh-huh. and take care of them. Yes. And the third is to be able to provide for them. Now, these aren't li- – people take these literally. Yeah. You know, pro- providing – you know, getting up in the middle of the night because there's a thump in the night and going out there with the broom and the football helmet yeah. to see what made the thump. Yeah. That's – what I'm talking about. Right, right. That's what I'm talking about. Right. That's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making more money than your wife. Right, right. Or that you're able to buy her great gifts, or, mm-hmm. although those are nice. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what protecting and providing is about. And I work a lot with men to help them see where in their own relationships, they are doing a lot of protecting and providing, and that makes them feel better about their marriage. Well, that's interesting. That really helps put them in their masculine. Absolutely. I've talked a lot in the past about the man-woman dance, Mm -hmm. as I like to call it. Which has to happen. Um, and, and it's very interesting to watch the young men that are being brought up in, in our society now. Um, and, and, you know, they, they get so many mixed messages about, mm-hmm. ex- again, what is their role as mm-hmm. a man. Um, and, you know, my boyfriend still teaches his son to open doors and things Absolutely. like that. And I always say this is not because I'm helpless and I can't open my door. This is because it's considerate, it's charming, and it's graceful. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a moment to, he sort of allows me to be graceful in the world. If I drop something, he gets so mad if I pick it up. <laughs> it's like, wait, you know, and not because I'm helpless, but again, like, just let me do that for you. Let me right. play my role. It's fun. It's like a mini, teeny, tiny version of role playing. I, I totally agree with you. Here's, But here's an interesting thing that happened. I had one client who came in and there was a war, literally a war between he and his wife because he went out to help her with her groceries. And she started screaming at him about, you know, I'm not helpless. I'm perfectly capable of doing this. Whose issue is that? (laughs) Thank you. 
but that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about these men. That, I'd be your, more your like, I'm not your son, fucking maid. Get out of here and help me load the groceries. Your boyfriend's <laughs> son is getting uh, getting a really important lesson at the same time. He has to be prepared for the fact that sure. there are women who are confused out mm-hmm. there that are going to say, I can open my own fucking door. Thank you very much. Right. And again, this is not confused about like you should be demure or you should. I'm not saying none no, of that. This is nothing that. that you can be. You can be. You could be Oprah Winfrey and Jillian Michaels combined into one fucking perfect, amazing person. I don't know, whatever, whoever. Think of your biggest women, you know, <laughs> like is strong and mm-hmm. all okay, of those we get things. It, we get it. Okay, anyway, what I'm saying is, and, and you still can receive, mm-hmm. you can still be receptive in your femininity and Love enjoy that. it Love because that. it's lovely and it gives you moments to connect as a man and a woman. You can be co-parents, you can be equal household, you could be equal earners, you can be all of those things, right? And yet he's still a man and you're still a woman. And when he opens my door, I get to look at him and say, thank you and smile or give him a kiss. And mm-hmm. now we walk together. And that is part of the courtship mm-hmm. that will always be because mm-hmm. that's our little agreed upon dance. Right. And it's, I do believe it's chemical. On, so on far we level. dance right now. Let's right now. Let's say. rumba. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> do you? Not okay. like you. Slow, honey. quick, quick, slow, quick, quick. Yeah, slow, quick, quick. Okay. Cha, cha, too. So this is so this is very this is interesting to me what you're talking about because I I I do feel that so many men in relationship with without any malintent on the, on the wife's part either are emasculated to put it maybe extremely or dramatically but that's really what we're talking about right that's what we're talking right? about right she's become the man in the relationship that's, that's, or she's, she's become the mother in the relationship and nobody wants to fuck their mother yeah oh i see a lot of that I bet I you see, do. I see a lot of that, and and uh, you know what you're talking about is true. Is that slowly but surely, I see men are describing to me how they lose the pieces of their role in the relationship, mm. and you know, um, all right, honey, I'm going to call the contractor, and the wife says, all right, you already did that. Mm. Um, all right, well, I'm going to you know go do such and such and get the car tuned up and. Oh, honey, I, I did that yesterday. So the things that men feel that are in the men's comfort zone mm-hmm. very often, and I don't really mean to sound very sexist in that way, yeah, yeah. but things that are in but men's comfort zone. that's what was modeled zone, for them. I mean, look, you know, we're not that many generations away from that. So no, funny, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Not at all. But but the idea is that when these things are taken away from them, uh, they get a little lost. Yeah, they lose their opportunities to, to be your That's guy. That's exactly what happens is the three pillars that I'm talking about, the mm-hmm. protecting, the providing, and being desired. Yeah. The more she becomes mom, mm-hmm. the less she desires him. Yeah. That's hard. True? Is that not it's, true? Yeah, it's hard because what happens is you become this mother hen in the house. You and feel like you have another kid, and that's the last you do, thing and he it, wants. And you do, and you don't want another kid. And it, and it's I hate it when, I hate saying that, and I hate it when women do say that because if somebody says my husband is a third child, <sighs> things are bad. Mm-hmm. Things are bad because, um, it took both of them to create that dynamic, mm-hmm. and um. 
well, I'll throw this out at you. I'll try to make this short. Um, I have this kind of theory. Uh, it's not just my theory that I've um, really explored. The idea that m we always think of men as visual because they're visually turned on or whatever. Yes, but correct. But women process things, correct. process information correct. visually. Correct. Meaning you think, okay, um, we need to get a bigger car because we're going to need two car seats now. And, and, and you've got the whole thing thing in your mind. You know that like this dealership near you oh, always has this sale Research, and then you do it this and you got to do this and da, 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 you got the research you done. We need this One, car two, three, right. and you have got the whole, cause you see the whole the movie, the right? You see the Absolutely, line, right? right there. Men process viscerally. They need to experience the feeling like they need to feel something in their bones, which to me accesses a certain amount of wisdom that I think women need to take advantage of more often. Mm -hmm. And men need to take advantage of a woman's ability to sort of see to the end so that they can do shit before you're sitting there with a kid and no car seat. Right. Correct. Okay. So, um, one of the things that I advise women to do say when, you, because the the complaints are always the same, right? I will. I would have let him call the plumber if he fucking called the plumber, you know. But now it's been like twenty four hours and he hasn't done it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get the frustration. Mm -hmm. All right, but if you know your guy and you know that this is something that he really likes to handle, okay, mm -hmm. then I don't know. And maybe you can help me with this and help people get the right words. Can you say it would mean? a lot to me if you would actually call him be you know like today or mm. whatever but if you say like you know you gotta call him before five o'clock you know and you give him the whole thing you're just mom mm -hmm. now you're mom it's really hard to go to the mom place it's well it, i mean it's easy to slip into it and it's easy. easy i literally i mean in my relationship if i do that he'll put i'll go everything okay he'll go kind of mothering me like oh sorry you know <laughs> i have i have very close family friends and here's here's how they handle this this okay tip. I, I would making, i would like to know this i'm is good. making this up as a as a situation because i do know how they think and i do know how they operate as a couple okay and their and names have been changed for their the protection names have been changed and i don't yeah so the names have been changed whatever <laughs> so um he wouldn't call the plumber and time would pass mm-hmm and she would get the yellow pages out, mm -hmm. and she would sit at the kitchen table, and she'd very slowly go thumb <laughs> through the yellow pages, and he would eventually get curious and say, honey, what are you doing? And she'd say, I'm looking for the hottest plumber I can find, <laughs> because he's going to clean out my pipes. Right. <laughs> so, and, and the, but this is that couple. This right. is the way she would communicate to him. Right. You know, we've talked about this enough, and right. um, and he he would say, "Honey, I get it. Guess what? They're going to have sex that night too." By the exactly. way, exactly. So um, there's no animosity. Right. There's no resentment. Right. And it's and look, because she's saying, "I so, know this is how you operate." Right. She knows. She knows it's how he operates, and she knows how to to keep it light. Yeah. And that's the other thing is I see so many small things turn into huge issues mm -hmm. by the time the men come into therapy with them. I'm sorry to say it feels like their wives have absolutely lost respect for them. 
Yeah. And when the respect starts to slide, no, it's no sex really, is happening. Really, no sex is happening, yeah. and it might never happen again yeah. if if that's not worked out in couples. And that's the other thing I do. The other thing I do is I help men get ready to go into couples counseling. Oh, interesting. Because. A lot of them are, number one, they're expecting to be pathologized. Mm-hmm. They've seen TV episodes where the husband goes in and the therapist, you know, basically bites bites his head off. And it actually does happen to some well, men sure, of course, of um, course. They feel, you know, immediately on guard because usually it's a female therapist and their wife and it's them. And they're not, they don't have that facility with the words and the emotions. And so they feel like they're at a disadvantage to start with. So what I do is I get them ready for couples counseling by helping them identify the issues mm, as mm-hmm. they see them. Right. As they see them. Right. I also help normalize things so they, they don't feel like, you know, um, they don't feel abnormal when they start bringing up certain subjects. So they don't feel like they're in the wrong. Right. It's not like subjects. it's not unreasonable to say I would like to have sex twice exactly. a week. Okay. Exactly. That's a normal that's thing exactly that you can ask for. About. Right. Okay. And um, the other thing is that I give them language to help them talk about stuff, especially with the therapist, because it's really important for them to be a, be able to say to the therapist. I don't think you're really understanding my side of okay. what's happening. Right. Because very often what will happen instead is a man will go to therapy, couples therapy once or twice, have this feeling like I don't get my point across, I'm not being understood, I'm not being heard, I'm listening to two women doing a lot of talking. And the woman has already told her girlfriends these stories eight times. So, so she's, she's got she's it down. so crystal fucking clear she's about what her pa- problems exa- are. Absolutely. <laughs> she probably talks the whole time. Absolutely correct. <laughs> absolutely correct. And it takes a really astute... And a, a therapist, uh, you know, who's going to be able to balance that right. to find out exactly what's going on with the guy. But again, back to what I do with them is I give them the tools that they need so they can go into couples counseling and feel a little bit empowered and feel like they have a sense of, you know, I can talk about this and I can, I can ask my wife these questions because the therapist, my therapist can, has helped me, you know, get these points down. Yeah. Um, you notice that <laughs> I don't use the word feelings very much with men. I talk about what their thoughts are about things mm-hmm. and how they react to things. How, what they're experiencing. And what is your experience yeah. Yeah. and how would you like this handled? How would you have liked to have seen this go differently? Um, I think that's... Such a useful question. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you can you could implement today, even, is mm-hmm. to say, let's say you have an exchange with your with your husband, or if you're a guy listening with your wife, and you it just falls apart. It just turns into this thing. Just think about how would how would I have liked that to have gone? Mm-hmm. Okay, and and if you can sort of script it out in your head and and maybe say, hey, you know, if you can come to a peaceful place and talk when you're not in the bedroom and you're not all like activated, everybody's cooled down a little bit, mm-hmm. and you say, so this is how I was kind of hoping this would go. Not that you have to agree with me or say yes, but I was sort of hoping that the conversation might go like this. And you kind of got it clear in your head because even if you can't say like, I needed validation or I needed you to see that, maybe you can think of it as, I was kind of hoping you would say this 
mm-hmm. you know? And then it, and then also your partner is in a position to go, oh, I th- because then you go, oh, I, oh, and I saw, I thought you were like on the sly, sort of judging me for this other thing and trying to get me to explain something. You know, like everybody's because everybody's always in their defensive, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you can just kind of go, wow, well, what, what was I? How was I hoping that would go? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously you're hoping it would go your way and they would agree and all that, but. You probably wouldn't have brought it up if you weren't willing to at least right. hear some. It is, right? And it's a, it's a really good question for a therapist to use when they have a male client in the room, mm-hmm. and if it's a couple, because by asking that question, how how would you have liked that to have gone, rather than how did you feel about that? Exactly, it's so um, much, and you could ask a, a woman could even ask her husband that, like she could correct. come back and she'd go like, I know I didn't say what he wanted me to say. Even if, without saying like, well, what did you want me to say? Mm-hmm. You can say, honestly, wh- how were you hoping I would respond? Because right. I, I, I obviously missed the mark. Right. So right, correct. Yeah, like so maybe you could tell me that, and I think that's a really nice, non-threatening way. And and boy, I'll bet it would feel amazing mm-hmm. to be asked that question mm-hmm. by your partner. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and and I do work with spouses mm-hmm. that will come in from time to time to have a um, a, a touch base session, and so, so that they're both in the room. They're both together? in the room together. Okay. Got it. And uh, she will perhaps give some feedback um, about you know whatever whatever's going on or what her experience is, and I've I've often hear. Well, I have to say things are a lot better since he started coming to therapy. Oh, nice. Because he's not trying to fix everything, mm-hmm. and he listens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still having this problem where I ask him about how he feels about something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, I still get the deer in the headlights, and I just don't understand why that's... Yeah. So that's when we start talking about ask for reactions to things in different ways. Ask for reactions okay. to things well, in different ways. Well, the reason is, look, so, no, I, yeah, if, I a, understand. if a couple comes in to me and I gave them each a sheet of paper and I said to the husband and to the wife, write down as many feelings words as you could possibly think of. <laughs> I'm really, I can tell you, I can usually get the max I've ever gotten is 11 or 12 feeling words out of a husband. Uh-huh. And... I've never been asked for a ream of paper from a wife, but they're able to do a lot better with that language facility because of the lovely corpus callosum that they've got going on, connecting feelings and words. That's your brain, ladies. You got got an extra little connector in your brain. It's above your neck. Okay. So that's the corpus callosum above your neck. And, And men don't have that same facility. Again, this is about wiring. This is about chemistry. This is about the differences between men and women. And so if men can give me 11 words and women can give me twice as many or three times as many, when they're asked how they're feeling, mm-hmm. the women have a larger vocabulary and they're almost expecting their husband to have access to the same vocabulary yes. of words. And the truth is it's not there. So instead, if they're able to say, well, honey, how, do, how did you think you know, yeah. what did you think of the conversation between, you know, our daughter and her boyfriend? Oh, Instead yeah. of how did you feel about it? Right. She's going to get a lot of information that yeah. way. Yeah. Because it's non-threatening. And 
Um, the f- do you understand what I'm saying? I do, and I and I have a question for you because sure. I I see this dynamic a lot too, and I've oh I've been completely guilty of this dynamic. I know that I I know that I did this um, in my marriage, um, and I see it a lot, so I recognize it. Uh, when the woman, because she has that you know emotional vocabulary, sort of processes for her husband. Oh yeah. Like te- like kind of sort of well and because they almost feel like they need to because they don't get right so they're sort of filling in the blanks you know they're kind of for them but then they sort of tell them how they feel about Mm -hmm. it or sort of say how we feel about it and Mm -hmm. they sort of summarize their feelings for them Mm kind of without even asking like Mm -hmm. without you know and I know I know that part of it is just a well, you have to because you're not getting any other information. So you're just, you're logically, you're just filling in the blanks. You know, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, I'm sorry. A, my corpus callosum just slowed down. Did it? And I yeah. Just, so <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about that, Ken? So anyway, yeah, I, I would, I'd be curious in, in the, in the moment if a man feels as though his wife is sort of processing for him, kind of putting the words and the feelings in his mouth, kind of? Imagine Ray Romano. What do you do? What do you do? Imagine what Ray Romano would do. He'd go, yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. Okay, I got to go. Right, <laughs> right, okay. Okay, so men are very often okay with it because they do not see that it could very easily be a pit, yeah, um, and it could, yeah, because if they if they agree readily to what's uh-huh. being said to make things easier, yes, which happens in therapy, they'll say, "Yeah, honey, you know, you know, I think that's just pretty accurate. That's pretty, you know, I think right. that's, that's when they get attacked. Uh huh. Because like, well, why couldn't you just say that? Oh, interesting. Why? So you maybe just they say could that? respond with, "Well, that's interesting. Let me think about it." Um, or no? Th- I think they need to be able to have. This is why I I, I like to help men with with language. That's you know before I they want get that. before yes. they get into couples counseling. Bring on I the language. I want them to be able to respond to things yes. like that when somebody is saying something, whether it's their therapist, whether it's a therapist or their wife saying something that for them isn't you know clicking might fit might not fit might fit yeah. might not, i'm not talking about feelings might, they might not, <laughs> again i didn't say it doesn't feel right to right. him i said it, it may or may not click it may or may not work in his head um he needs to be able to say um just wait can we wait just a minute and let me think about this yeah he needs to have permission to be able to do that right because your guy has to feel it. He's got to kind of let it sink in and feel it in his bones, which is a good practice for you too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, for for women, I think that we are so visual and we see the end so quickly mm-hmm. that sometimes we don't give ourselves a moment to go. Well, am does that really feel right, or is it just sort of the logical next step? You know, whatever So it's it interesting is. because I'm hearing you talk about women being the logical ones and men being the visceral ones. Um, no, I not logical, visual. Visual. They see the whole movie. Oh, oh. Do you know I what get, I'm saying? Yes, I so get So they see I it in a very it. linear kind of like, oh, well, this will lead to this and this will lead to this and this will lead to this. So we need this. 
like mm-hmm. the transitive theorem, like right mm-hmm. at all times. But the men are at, the men are more um, step by step by step. It's a little slower. A little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but see, but and when I say men are simple, I say this in a way that I adore. Like I love the simplicity. There's of There's nothing men. wrong with that, right? Because I mean, they're not dumb. Have you ever they're... seen that that fantastic cartoon that shows the two pieces of equipment side by side, and one is labeled man and one is labeled woman, and the one labeled man has an on-off switch, right. and the one labeled <laughs> woman has all these dials and buttons and meters, and it's a beautiful cartoon. I'll right. share it with you. If you and think see. about this. If sex was complicated for both genders, we would be extinct as a species. Well put. Okay? So we need this. It's a beautiful balance. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful balance that, that your, and, and your man, especially as a father, mm-hmm. in the father role, their ability, it's all, they don't even know it's their ability. It's just their damn insistence on sort of sitting with something and thinking about it for mm-hmm. a little bit, like maybe what school they're going to go to or whatever. Embrace that. Give them a few days. They do need the few days. And then really ask them their opinion. Because I know you've got the whole fucking school paid for and figured out in your mind and who you're going to borrow money from and blah, 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 and how many payments you're going to make. But he might have a really valid point as to why that might, school might not be the best choice. So if this sounds kind of you know? personal. So no, no, no. Actually, it's not my <laughs> not my issue. No, but but it is an issue of a client. Yes. So I. But so what I'm got saying it. is is that it's it's I'm saying like if we could if we both genders could really embrace the advantages to how we're wired and just respect them. Your husband's not dumb because he needs to think of it for three days. He's not just impatient or infuriating. That's mm-hmm. your problem, mm-hmm. okay? Very you want to well, be in relationship well with a man? This is who you're in relationship with. You want to share your life with a man? You want to make decisions with a man? Guess what? You got you to gotta both... There's, you're Dance absolutely here. right. There's there's another issue here which comes up all the time, and it's uh, something I've read in many different many different versions of this. But one is that um, a woman will marry a man, um, being hoping the best for change. In yeah, other words, no, we all fall in love with potential. Yeah, yeah, fall in love with potential. Men, on the other hand tend to want women to stay exactly the way they are when they get married. Mm-hmm. You almost snotted water out of your nose Ple- Exactly, yeah, don't, <laughs> um, don't evolve, don't yes, change, don't, don't grow. Change. Yeah, don't exactly. grow, stay beautiful, keep your, gut, keep your nice ass. Don't yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, and that's um, how we do over time. We've got just like a couple more minutes and then okay. i got a few questions to ask oh, you. Oh, okay. okay, you're going to yeah. go there, are you? Yeah, maybe. Okay, that's what I figured. I knew I wasn't going to get away with it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but but that is an absolute reality, is that I, I hear this very often when working with couples, is that women keep saying, well, I, was, I would hope that he would have by now learned that. Mm, yes, yeah. And, you know, there's a... Uh, and that doesn't feel good to a guy, like... Oh, you were kind of just like hoping I'd get there. I like, wasn't. Yeah, like, I wasn't oh. okay when you married me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why? Where was the time yeah. defective? Yeah. There's a uh, there's a country western song uh-huh. uh, by an artist named Billy Currington, uh-huh. and uh, it's called "Why Why Why Do You Want to Change Me Now?" Oh. And it's really great because it it definitely deals with this issue of you know this woman hooked up with this man mm-hmm. the way he was yeah. and now she wants him to be this other thing right and i i just love that song it's just to me it's it says a whole lot but that's yeah. a very real thing well i think that the more that that 
women can allow men their process and sort of just sort of empathize with the fact that they want to fix things and just be clear. Let them go to the garage. Just let them, or, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, but see here, here you get well, you get women who would be a little sensitive about that. It's like, I'm here handling the kids. I don't need him to go to the garage right now. What I need to be able to do is to say what I need. So it's like, oh, you want to fix it until I actually need you to do something. Mm-hmm. That is a very common sort of, because they've established these patterns, and so now the man is in a defensive position of like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to go hide in the garage, okay? Oh, oh, you're so, talking about well, running. I, I'm talking about yeah. how it all, like how the all dynamic. of that kind of comes mm-hmm. together where, you know, he's stepped in shit a couple times, so he's going to just step out of go, the way. He's going to step out, of the, out way, of the way, right? Correct. So he's stepping out of the Correct. way. So the more that you can kind of just empathize with your guy's need to fix something, and you can calmly say, I actually don't, need you to fix that right now i just kind of i just kind of need you to hear me right now and just you know tell mm-hmm. me like gosh honey that sucks you know the more that you're going to you you're, you're both going to feel safer and then you're also the woman going to feel safer um and and more appreciated to the point where yes you are probably going to gain five pounds by the time you're 40 at least and you're gonna you know and you're gonna your body's gonna change with children and you're gonna yeah right um unless you're you know and and your body's gonna change and you're gonna have um a different focus because of the kids Mm -hmm. and your your husband will be in his masculine and he can provide and help and support and be there because being a father being nurturing as a father is very masculine but we don't give them that opportunity to do it their way and to show you what they're capable of in that because, you know, we're so busy in this resistance thing. You brought up you know? a very interesting thing, which which I think we could probably talk about for a long time. But Well, we can introduce it for another podcast. We can podcast. introduce it for another topic, okay. which is about parenting and the way that women and men are different in their parenting. Yes. And that it often causes a great deal of conflict. And so right now there's a tremendous amount of pressure on women from society mm-hmm. to do everything perfectly. Right. It's to look perfect. It's to function perfect. It's devastating. It's to get a job. It's I don't know so how they breathe. I really don't. It's so destructive. And so, and this this slops over sure. into all areas of relationships, but I see it a lot when it comes to parenting. Yeah. And yeah. women are not allowing their men to do the dad kind of thing. I let him father. You mother, he father. Right. And like, <laughs> yeah. Well, they want to do both right. because they're, they're, they're correcting the man on how to do the fathering. Like, right. You know, that's not... Uh, so, um, but anyway, again, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole nother, yeah. uh, another topic. Right. So I think, but I, okay, so if we were to just kind of sum up today, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're, you're encouraging men to to find a language, right? Mm-hmm. To to be able to express themselves. It doesn't have to be all about feelings. And right? to understand that what they're experiencing, it, you know, uh, it's not network. And the men aren't going to throw their windows open and yell out, I'm as mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore. No, yeah. no but, but <laughs> uh, you know, they need to know that it's normal. What they're yeah. experiencing is normal and that they can talk about it and find ways in therapy mm-hmm. To be able to talk with their wives about it. Right. Okay. Can right. I give two quick tips? Yes, please. Two quick tips. Okay. Communication. Well, we already did one. The communication yeah. one is, man, you don't need to fix it. Be prepared to listen. 
understand what reflective listening is. That's the communication one. That will take you very far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the second one is, guys, go out, go to rec- Rite Aid, get a bunch of blank, beautiful blank note cards <laughs> and put them in your briefcase. And for no reason at all, every once in a while, you pull one of those out and you write a beautiful message to your wife and you leave it for her somewhere. You leave it in her bathrobe pocket. You leave it in her purse. You leave it where she's going to find it. There is a gentleman that I saw that was a major ball. He was a ball player. Mm-hmm. And he did this. He just left a note on his wife's windshield mm-hmm. before he left to go out of town. And it actually saved their marriage. Wow. So that's a really, really powerful thing because you're giving your wife the, me- the message that you're thinking of her mm-hmm. and that she's important yeah. and that she's cherished. Right. I like it. Good. Very nice. So tell us how people can find you if they're okay. in, if you're in the San Fernando Valley or the Los Angeles area. Absolutely. Yes, uh, I'm located in Sherman Oaks, mm-hmm. and uh, my phone number is 818-242-0600. Cool. And I'm on Riverside Drive. And it's a very lovely office. We we just uh, we have a great building. I'm just I'm so excited to be in the building. I've been there 12 years. Wow! And they just keep making it nicer and nicer and nicer. Oh well, we love that. So see, it's comfy for the men. Yay! Yeah. Well, I really love what you're doing, and we're gonna have to do this again so that we can talk about it more. And very quickly, mm-hmm. milf quiz time. Milf quiz. <laughs> All right. Just off the top of your head. All right. You ready? Yeah. First word that comes to your mind when you hear milf. Um, a baby trying to say milk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what turns you on creatively? Oh, what turns me on creatively is watching people create art. Oh, cool. Uh, what turns you off creatively? Noise. Mm. What sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise? Um, singing. I love singing. Good singing. <laughs> Good singing. <laughs> um, what sound? Oh, did I ha- I'm sorry. I guess I should have. No, I'm not correcting yeah. you. I'm just laughing. I'm thinking, yeah, not all uh-huh. singing. Um, what sound or noise do you hate? Screeching. Mm. What is your favorite? I'm so boring. I no, mean, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Actually, I think Zen said screeching. It's funny. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Ooh. Um, nah, I'm not going to do that. No? No. Oh, come on. You know it's fuck. Everybody has fuck as their favorite curse word. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, uh, what I do is I resort to, like, another language, and I don't even say things. Oh, mirrored? No, I actually get... Like, oh, you know, all right. Well, that'll work. Pretty, so that's your favorite curse word. So that's it's it's a nasty. It's very nasty and very insulting. And I really what truly language hope we is don't it? Have, in? That was Greek. Oh, shh. okay. <sighs> that was really nasty. Everybody who's Greek, cover okay. your ears. Okay. Um, what uh, what is your favorite song to sing in the shower? As long as he needs me. Oh, I can't sing. Sorry, never mind. Because why can't you sing? Because then sing I gotta pay for it. I just love the melody. Um, oh, <laughs> I know it's a great. I know I love that things. song. Oh, I know it's very no, sweet. No. Um, Actually, so, anything, anything from Oliver. I mean, that's oh. just the one that usually comes up the most because I just. 
You know what I sing in the shower a what? lot? Nothing's gonna harm you from Sweeney Todd. <gasps> I don't know why. Oh, that's just love awesome. that song. Um, okay, what's your favorite song to sing for karaoke after two drinks? As long as he needs me. All right, there you go. Um, if <laughs> go for which one do I go for? <laughs> if hell exists. Oh. And you get to, and you're there because mm-hmm. you're there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're there. And you get to send one last post-it note to the world. Only a post-it note. You can't write much. What would you like it to say? <laughs> what would I write or what would I like it to say? What would what would you write? What would you send back um, to all the people partying on earth? I would say having a hot time. Wish you were here. <laughs> So it was all worth it, right? <laughs> all right. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you so much, Ken, for it's being been a here. Pleasure. It's so Thank awesome you for to see me. you. And uh, please, please come back for sure. For sure. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Sophie Venable. You can follow me on Twitter at MILF Talk. And you can find my book, MILF 101, on Amazon.com. Or enter the giveaway on Goodreads and win one of 20 copies I'm giving away for free. free. Thank you for listening today. Thank you.